0: Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to episode 116 of Empty Bettors. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to Jordan, flu game, Nick Manella.
0: How are we doing, buddy? Doing rough, buddy. Not feeling too good today at all, but here we are. Hey, Amen. We are uh, we are Macless, as uh,
1: I guess the adjective would go for today. Uh, You know, Mac is, I think he's at a concert, he was saying. So uh, he's got the week off. It's going to be old school style. Just me and Mr. Manella over here. Manella's playing, like I said, through Jordan flu game. So I'm kind of kind of trying to champion a little bit of effort here and uh, guide you guys through this episode. But um, we just want to let you know before we get rolling here. Uh, that our minimalist collection and our fall merch collection is on our website. That is going to be taken down sometime in the beginning or middle of April. So get your hands on it while you can because it ain't going to be up there forever. We're working on a new collection that should be coming out sometime next month. Um, and also, just a reminder that we are all really good at what we do and we're all top 10 in sharp rank NHL leaderboards I actually think all three of us are top five
0: if I'm not mistaken I think you and Mac are four and five right now this sounds about right we were flirting with like four and five and five and six all weekend so I'm coming for that number one ass
1: I swear yeah it's gonna happen number sitting number two right now and the guy who's ahead of me like hasn't made a pick since like February 15th so don't ask me how that works but um I ain't the algorithm god here Hmm. uh but before we get rolling Let's remind you guys that this episode, as always, is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. How about it?
0: It was pretty damn good. Yeah.
1: A guy who allegedly can't read. I thought that was okay. So that was pretty good. Um, one last thing before we do get rolling here, I have to give a shout out to Kelly. Shay's father. Yeah. Um, saw him over the weekend at the St. Patty's day bar call at McGurk's Listens pub. To
0: every single episode.
1: Made me feel like a fucking celebrity. People were looking at me like, you know, why is this guy so ecstatic? And he was pointing at the hat because I was wearing the EB trucker hat. And it's like, empty banners, empty (laughs) banners. I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, though. Um, But that was awesome seeing him out in public and making me feel like a rock star. People were asking me like, who is that guy? Why is he talking to you? And I was like, the podcast. They're like, oh. I was like, yeah. So good ego boost. I appreciate it. Pat Shays, the man. Had to throw that in there before we got rolling today. And also got a thousand compliments on my St. Pat's Matthews jersey. I always that that jersey is just the freshest thing in the game, in my opinion.
0: You can't, it's really you can't. spot on like once a year. Like it's really hard to beat that for St. Patrick's Day.
1: Yeah, that's that's a pretty fair assessment. Um, Nick, I know you're filling in for Mac for question a day. I'll let you take this one.
0: Yeah, I don't know why this came into my brain, but uh, if you could have a night out with any former NHLer, who would it be and why? That is a loaded question. Big time.
1: Oof. Oh, my God. Uh, former NHL or so retired.
0: So mm-hmm. not currently playing. Yeah, retired. Yeah, you must have something in your brain if you're asking that question. Who's your answer? I don't know why I would just like go with like one of like the classic old school guys that we know used to rip it up like Chelios or something like that. I wouldn't want to do like, like, I feel like the easy one here you could say Gretzky or something like that. Or um, I've talked about this with friends before they would say like, like some of like the big time heavyweights like uh, Chris Nyland or Bobby Probert or like Joe kosher. But like, I don't want to like get my face pounded in at the bar, you know?
1: Yeah, no, that you would one thousand percent in a bar fight. There's no question Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. I mean, fanboy here. I guess like Mario comes to mind, but he's probably he doesn't strike me as the most like fun guy. But you know, he's six four, dazzlingly handsome. Like I would like to see like how he takes over a room. Um, but if you if you really wanted to have like a good time and go out, <laughs> maybe this is kind of like stupid, but it would be really fun to go out with Biz for a night. I, I, I that's do a think- good
0: one. I thought you were going to say Yogg's because that man like out on the town has to be entertaining.
1: Yeah, no, I think biz would be a really interesting time to go out with. I mean, you know what you're going to get. It's just you want to experience it for yourself, right?
0: So, yeah. And then like you think about like some of like the Euro guys too. like I feel like going out with like Fedorov in the 90s would have been incredible.
1: Or like Forsberg or something in Sweden. Oh, my God. Imagine tearing that up. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Who's your final answer? I'm going to stick with Chelios. Okay. Yeah, it's a fair one. You're going to be on the bike the next day sweating out the, uh, sweating out the alk from the night before he is. I won't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, all righty. Well, let's get into the NHL news, Nick. I'm going to toss it off to you to drive the bus.
0: Sure. So cap star Alex Ovechkin tied Yarmir Yager speak of the devil for number three on uh, the NHL's all-time goals list at 766 after scoring twice In a 5-4 win at the Calgary Flames on Tuesday of last week, Uh, Ovechkin can pass Yager tomorrow or today when you guys are listening to this Tuesday as the Caps host the Islanders.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I thought he was going to do it against the Canucks because Bruce kept saying, like, please don't do it against me. Please don't do it against me. But obviously... Uh, that ended up happening. I do think it's worth mentioning now that we're like kind of into the episode, we're recording this a day earlier than we usually do. We're on March 14th. So Monday, Monday. not sure, not sure when this goes up, but um, March 14th, in case there's any lag time. Did you watch um, that caps Canucks game? No, but you know, I had a lot of skit in that one. Cause that was the third leg of my three leg parlay that hit anyone who tailed you're welcome. Uh, I was sweating going to bed because I was like, I need the over. I need the over. And I went to bed when it was 2 nothing in the first period. I was like, I feel good
0: about that. I watched the highlights. There was nothing good about that until about the third period. The second so the, period was scary. The second goal, Kuznetsov's second goal, yeah. was sitting on the goal line.
1: I saw spinning that. Spinning
0: its way in after like Ovi shot it. And then Kuznetsov just slams it in the back of the net. I lost it. I thought that was so funny.
1: So if Ovi ends his career at 893 instead of 895 to pass Gretzky, you can blame one, Carl Alsner, if you know that you listened to our interview. True. And two, Evgeny Kuznetsov in Vancouver. So
0: Definitely. Uh, There was an outdoor game this weekend. Did you catch any of that? I did. I don't blame a lot of people for not knowing that it was going on, but
1: if you did get a chance to tune in, I actually thought it was a pretty decent setup, and it, it turned out a lot better than I had
0: thought. So the Sabers beat the Leafs 5 to 2 which I called by the way. And uh basically the Leafs got beat in an outdoor game in Hamilton so like yeah right down the <laughs> road from Toronto. Yeah. Uh and then you know Matthews ends up getting suspended for two games for a cross check he had on Dallein so the internet's just been on fire of course because it's Leafs nation but I thought like the the stadium setup I'm assuming they did that at wherever the Canadian football team that's in that area plays but I, I think I agree with you. I thought this was a much better one than the ones we've seen recently. Uh I you're the
1: big uniform guy. I thought both unis were extremely sharp. I I liked both of them personally.
0: They were good. I mean, I think they were the right amount of something different but like still trying to have that classic look and it kind of just works for both of those teams. There's teams where it doesn't work well uh i think the sabers and the leafs can pull that off though you see the meme where they people were changing the t on the torontos to the you l knew that, that, that was
1: coming was it's like designing awesome. the jersey it's like what are you doing
0: you yeah. know you know what's gonna happen
1: yeah but uh the big storyline out of here matthews two games sussy for the cross check to rasmus dallin the internet imploded with reactions Mark Mathot has been very outspoken about his thoughts on that cross check, saying that if that's anybody else in the league, it's at least four or five games. If it's Marchand, it's 11 games, all this stuff, whatever. Um, I just want to say when people say, like, if Tom Wilson or Brad Marchand did this, they would be suspended for 12 games. It's, I- I've said this before, but, yeah, they would because they're they've been suspended before. Like, the more you get suspended, the more games you get for a lesser incident. It's just the way it works. I mean, it's I don't like know saying why if,
0: it, if it was raining outside, I would be wet right now. Yeah. You're not wrong.
1: Yeah. I, I don't understand why it's so complicated for some people to understand it. it you know, History plays a role in
0: it, but regardless, what did you think of two games? You think it's fair, not enough, too many? The, the cross-check was definitely suspension-worthy, in my opinion. I mean, he gets him basically in the side of the face slash head, whatever you want to call it. I, I would have been fine with four games. I'm fine with two games. I honestly thought I was going to see a fine just because of the fact that it's Austin is. Matthews. But.
1: Yeah, I think – I I mean, he he really did cross-check him, like, right in the neck. That was pretty yeah. – uh the wires crossed. If you haven't seen the full highlight, obviously Darlene gives him a little bit of a shove beforehand, but Matthews just snapped. And I think at that point in the game, correct me if I'm wrong, they were already down and he was just getting frustrated. I think I think
0: they were like down two with like a couple minutes, maybe three minutes left or something like that. But yeah, so I think two games was appropriate, you know, I, I, for
1: it's a cross check, it's a mean cross check, but yeah, it's Austin Matthews and he's never,
0: I don't think he's ever been
1: suspended before. So he's going to get the benefit of the
0: doubt. Yeah. And I'm sure that's where the two games comes from instead of like four, five or something like that. I do want to say, though, I mean, you know, we we rip on D.O.P.S. all the time. They did say at the beginning of this year that they were cracking down on cross checking. So, um, you know, it's been a focal point all season, clearly.
1: Now, bigger storyline, actually, the Leafs are free falling as we speak. I mean, they are in serious danger of becoming a wildcard team. Um, they're not going to miss the playoffs because I don't think Columbus will catch up especially with some of the injuries they have going on. But Toronto's probably going to end up playing themselves into the wild card spot. Boston will jump them in the Atlantic standings and then they're going to end up getting either Carolina or Florida maybe in the first round. So a ticket to go golfing. Yeah, I mean it's it's really bad. The flurry rumors are heating up. They really need a goaltender. Campbell's out for two weeks. Mrazic's taken over between the pipes,
0: and he can't get anything done against the Buffalo Sabres. They're not getting defense pieces that they want to trade for because other teams are scooping them up, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But they have to do something. I think at some point you have to start going, why is Kyle Dubas not being put on the hot seat? I mean, this guy was brought in however many years ago to shake stuff up, and it's just not there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 really tough because I think he actually has built a good team. And yeah, you could say some of the contracts are weighted a little top heavy, but they found they have found decent pieces out of, you know, diamonds. They have found diamonds in the rough to come fill in. Everyone thought when they lost time and they're like, how are they are going to replace him? Bunting comes in. He's playing phenomenal. Yeah. Leading you know. rookies
0: in all scoring. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot
0: of a lot of hate on Willie Nylander right now. Um I had what Leafs watching. fans do. They need someone to direct all that anger at. We it's, should have brought Rick on for this episode now. Absolutely. As yeah. um, but like I mean, they did it with uh it used to be Morgan Riley and then they moved on to Nylander and you know, so on and so on. That's just the way it goes. And they've been tough on Marner too. I mean,
1: basically yeah, from yeah. when he
0: first got drafted. It is
1: big time panic mode in Toronto right now. I mean, you know, I know we kind of got away from the outdoor game uh,
0: stuff, but it's the Leafs. So, you know, it's going to take over your timeline. It's just the way it is. Definitely something else that was taking over our timelines were this trend that sort of started to happen now with pre-game outfits before outdoor games. Oh, yeah. Big what are your fans. thoughts on it? I love
1: it. I think it's funny. I think it's got good character. I thought when Tampa and Nashville uh, did it just a little, was, was that the outdoor game? Yeah. They just did it a little bit ago where they had like the all denim, like the light. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was cool in case none of y'all saw. Um, I believe the Sabres who did the construction worker outfit, like the hard hat and stuff. That was the Leafs. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I can't remember what the Sabres were. I know this is, home. they did I the, um, realize the
0: uh semi-pro
1: uniforms the flint tropics ones yes you're right i thought both were phenomenal um especially the the tropic ones i thought that was kind of cool especially because it was like 10 degrees outside um but yeah these pregame fits for these outdoor games are getting awesome i think it started with the tahoe game with the bruins right where they came in like the i
0: think so where they came in like beach gear or something like that yeah big fan of it what do you think i think it's cool i think it's like Yeah, here to use the word again, it's a little gimmicky, but you know I think it's funny when they you know roll up and get off the bus and hey, it's if it's more publicity for the game, I'm I'm there for it. And you know what else is funny is that
1: Craig Anderson is now the all time winningest goaltender in outdoor games. He is now three zero and zero in his outdoor career, and he is the oldest goalie in NHL history to win an outdoor game at forty years old. So that's crazy. Didn't he just pass like the three hundred win mark too? (laughs) Yeah. Am I crazy and saying he's got like the sixth most sixth most wins all time by an American goalie? That sounds right. I can look that up uh, while we move on to the next bullet point. But um, yeah, he, great performance by him. Good old American goaltender. So that's always nice to see.
0: For sure. From one American uh, Sabres player to a, an American former Sabres player, Jack Eichel returned home this past week to Buffalo And uh, I would say this one was fairly mixed reactions. He received a healthy number of boos from the crowd. Each time he touched the puck, Uh, the Sabres did one of those tribute videos for him that we've gotten used to this season uh, during the first TV timeout Uh, drew some boos, some applause uh, from the season high crowd. I'd like to point that out of just over 12,000 fans Uh, following the game. I think is where it got interesting. Uh, Eichel was quoted. I was saying as, It's the loudest I've ever heard this place, really. Uh, It only took seven years and me leaving for them to get into the game. It was a nice tribute. There was plenty of people there that were supporting me, and there was plenty of people that were booing me. They must just be booing me because they wish I was still there. I don't know. (laughs) What were your thoughts on that? Before I touch on that, fact check. Craig Anderson is tied
1: for fifth all-time amongst American goalies and wins with Mike Richter at 301. Uh, for those curious, Ryan Miller is one. John Van Brock is two. John, John Van Beesbrook? Van Briesbrook, yeah. Can
0: I be honest here? I don't really know who that was or is. is that... He backstopped the Panthers to a cup final in 96. Okay, yeah. He was – Oh, shit. <laughs> what the
1: fuck is going on? You hear that? Yeah, what was that? That was the ad play on my computer. Whoops. That's why I always put it on mute fellows. Tom Barrasso at three and Johnny quick at four. So that rounds that out. Um, Yeah, the Eichel quotes. What do you think? I mean, personally, I thought it was kind of a little bit immature and I don't really say that very often.
0: It like it was clearly someone who was like, okay, if you're going to boo me, I'm going to call it like it is. And I think people that like, you know, they showed like the one guy who was behind the net with the sign that said, like, thanks for nothing, Eichel. I really it should say thanks for nothing, Sabres management.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I don't really understand why the fans would boo him. It's not really like he, he wanted to leave, but because the management team wouldn't let him get a medical procedure that he felt necessary to get. Now he's 100% healthy. I can't remember the name of the player, but someone else, just or it's Tyler Johnson on the Blackhawks, just had the same exact procedure done. He's now getting healthy, so... Volpatti had it. Yeah, how much can you really fault the guy for for wanting out? I mean, if you're a fan, kind of a douche move, but I do think Eichel's comments were a little... It was
0: definitely a shot at the fan base, and it's definitely a shot at the fact that they don't have good attendance numbers, but...
1: And it's because they don't have a good team because they don't have a good owner and they don't have good management. Um, I just think his energy was maybe projected at the wrong area. Yeah, for so. sure. Maybe if that's, that's how you want to phrase it. But uh, yeah, I I'm shocked that the Vegas is playing as poorly as they are right
0: now. And we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, definitely. Uh, some milestones to get to Uh red wings defenseman. Mark Stahl hit the thousandth game. Mark. This week, he became the third stall brother from his family to reach that mark. That's the first time in NHL history a set of three brothers have each played a thousand games. Nick Backstrom got his thousandth career point. Uh, And then Miko Koivu became the first player in Minnesota wild history to have his jersey retired. Uh, They drafted him sixth overall in 2001, and he played all but seven of his 1035 regular season games with the team. So very fitting that he becomes the first player to have his number retired by them. Yeah, absolutely. And, And very well deserved at that. For sure. Uh, Moving on, a couple of things I want to discuss. Pop quiz, which two teams have the best road records in the NHL right now? Do you know? I actually don't. So if I get this right,
1: it's random. I kind of want to say it's like the pens and the caps. It is the pens
0: and the caps.
1: Yeah, because I know that they were talking about the pens road record when they uh, won over the weekend. And the Caps, Mac always says the Caps are a better road team
0: than they are home team.
1: So they are, yeah. That's that's very interesting, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So we talked about uh, we talked about Eichel's comments, but what about Giroux's comments? I want to get to these uh, in talking about this season that he's currently going through with the Flyers. He was quoted as saying it's probably been the worst year since I've been there. Uh, that came after the Flyers uh, blew it to the Habs, losing to them four to three. What do you think about these comments? Do you think this says, like, all right, I'm starting to check out a little bit? Or do you think that he's just calling it like he sees it at this point? I think it's like his last, like, real, like, fuck, I really wish this would have worked out.
1: Might be a little bit of a fuck you to some of the management people. You never know. But he's going to play his thousandth on Thursday, I think, is what he's projected to do. And then I'd be really curious to see what happens to him right after that happens, because you know that they want to respect that he's done a thousand games there. But I would imagine somewhere, you know, in the next two to three days following that, he's going to end up getting moved. I think this was his last like, fuck, I can't believe we never won a cup in Philly. Yeah, they had some good teams. They did have some good teams and they were projected to have some really good teams these past couple of seasons. But man, it is just been a complete dumpster fire in Philadelphia the past three seasons and you never ever would have guessed that when that whole uh I think it was when the world shut down and they did the the bubble I think the Flyers were in that or am I wrong they were getting hot right before it I think yep right before they were getting hot and then they got screwed out of it so sucks if you're a Flyers fan I mean your captain's about to leave and play a thousandth game it's basically like you know you're ex-girlfriend getting back together
0: with you, and then she just leaves you for the same guy. Yeah, um, It's pretty brutal, they're, right? They're signing Rasmus Ristolainen and thinking that's a good move. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah a, five by five. So it's an
1: interesting time to be a Flyers fan. I I don't know what the fuck is going on over there.
0: Here for it. That's all I have to say. Very uh, here for it. Yeah. A couple key games from last week I want to highlight. Uh, the Flyers at the Canes. Not to rip on them a little bit more, but they had the best team in the NHL tied you know, locked up with just a couple minutes left. And then they had another implosion and blew it another late game collapse by this team. Uh, it's just so telling this season. And then the abs at the canes, uh, the canes have blanked the abs to zip and a showdown of the best teams from the East and the West. I thought that was a pretty good one to watch as well for a two, nothing hockey game. A uh, couple upcoming ones this week. I want to highlight the Yotes at the Habs on Tuesday. That's two of the worst, but two of the hottest teams in the league right now. That should be a good one. Uh, The Panthers at the Knights on Thursday, the Knights are really, really struggling and the Panthers are not a tough matchup by any means. The Caps and the Canes play each other on Friday. The Caps have bounced back from um, their big skid, I think, quite well as of right now, and that's a huge test for them going into Carolina, actually having just come off of a big win there. That's another one that they desperately need to have. And then this one, I'm really looking forward to the battle of New York, the Rangers and the lightning, because both of those teams are equally stocked with former Ranger players and Ranger fans that have moved down to Tampa. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm really hoping we get a Vassy versus Igor matchup because I think that would be lights out.
1: Yeah, that would be a really good one. Um, my big play of the week, by the way, I bet Lewis, what's the fuck is his name? Ustazen. Ustazen. Yeah. I I uh, I piggybacked on Elio's pick of him going top 20. He was top 20 the first three days of the fucking players championship. And on the fourth day, he went four over and imploded and he finished like 40th. So I'm starting March Madness week in the negative. You can imagine how my morale is right now. Oh, I've boy. been hot lately, but. When you're down, your brain works different. You make stupid decisions. You Mack rationalize will, things. Mac will tell you that firsthand. He uh, he's yeah. always chasing with the live bet stuff. Yeah. So
0: text Mac and ask him about the L.A. Kings. Just just do that. <laughs> then, then you'll figure yeah. out why. All yeah, right. Yeah.
1: But um, another game that I think should be mentioned, and this is not being Homer, but the two best teams in the Metro right now, statistically, would be the Pens and the Canes. They just duked it out on Sunday. Pens pulled that one out of their ass. Jari played incredible. Um it's going to be big for standings in terms of who's going to get home ice between the Rangers and the Penguins. That's a neck and neck battle right now. So lots of good games this week. Um, one game I do want to point out, the Canucks and the Devils play on Tuesday night, March 15th. I don't know if this episode will be out yet or not, but those are the two best teams to bet the over on right now in the entire NHL. So, Also, Jack scores every time they play against each other indeed he does so i will be taking the over in that game and probably throwing some type of jack prop in there um and then the minnesota state high school 20 i know you've been uh dabbling with that a little bit
0: yeah i was definitely not watching this at work at all but uh shout out to hermantown they won the class a championship they knocked off war road three to two and then the class AA championship uh we want to say congrats to andover they knocked off maple grove if you guys like Out there haven't watched any of this tournament please do it next year it's so much fun to watch and these kids just get so fired up for it 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 has to be like the coolest high school sports atmosphere out there it's definitely got to be up
1: there right like that's uh that's taking like high school texas football up to like minnesota the the celebrations are awesome the overtimes are intense there's
0: you know the hair is
1: great Yeah, hair is great they play at xl energy for the state championship right yep
0: they kick and the they, wild
1: out for like a week and they pack that place it's crazy Man, yeah. it's nuts really cool i actually did i've never really watched it but i think i might start now that you've kind of sold me on it so definitely gonna be taking a peep at that next year
0: yeah for sure i just wish it was on like national television like just throw yeah. it on espn during the day or something that would be nice, eh? Instead of fucking Mike Greenberg telling us how <laughs> all
1: the Jets are going to be relevant. But oh my yeah, God,
0: yeah, the Jets irrelevant. That's not a sentence that makes sense at all. Uh, we had a trade come over about an hour, hour and a half ago. Anaheim gets Drew Hellison and a twenty twenty three second rounder from Colorado, and the ABS get Josh Manson in return. And Anaheim's also going to retain half that salary. What do you think about this?
1: I really like this move for the abs. I think it shores up the back end. You don't know what's going to happen with Byram. I I've been hearing rumors that he might end up getting traded. I know he's been having serious concussion problems. I feel so bad for the kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, God forbid someone goes down or maybe they want to get rid of Jack Johnson. That would make sense. Um, Manson can fit right in there. I mean, anybody could fit in the Colorado D I think, you know, we could probably have you or me play back there. And if we're with McCarr, then it's going to be okay. I'm
0: down. I'll have 45 to close out the year. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this I think is just a home run move. Uh, Manson, I think is a fantastic defenseman that would fit their system really well. I also think that with Gerard also being out and we'll touch on that in a little bit, it's just one more defenseman that you can plug and play into that lineup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, Colorado's- Easily the favorite to win the cup at this moment, dime in my opinion. I think so. Them in Carolina. And I for some reason, Mac has talked me into thinking that Calgary can do it too. So Florida in there. I'm, I'm really, I know Mark, when you guys had Mark on, he didn't really think Florida is the real deal.
1: I personally think Florida is very much the real deal. Maybe more so than the Canes. I know that might be a hot take, but we'll see. I'd love to see that as a playoff series. That would be oh, incredible. F- phenomenal. Phenomenal. Which actually could be a conference. uh, Conference final because they are not in the same division, so they can't play each Correct. other in the first two rounds. Wow. Yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, stars of the week. Patrick Kane. First star. Ten points in three games. Yes, you heard that correctly. Uh, second star of the week is Jacob Markstrom. Three wins. Uh, six, seven GAA and a nine, seven to four save percentage. And then number three is Anders Lee, seven goals, one assist for eight points across four games played. Worth mentioning, Markstrom got his ninth shutout of the season. Yep, league leading, correct? Yeah, but he's like doubling the
1: guy in second place. Yeah, I, think, it it's, I right. think it's actually Campbell back when he was like decent. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't don't bring that up to Leafs fans. Oh,
0: oh boy. Uh, something else you don't want to bring up is the fact that summer may be over, but don't worry. There's still never been a better chance to get out on the water. Are you looking to finance that new boat or yacht you've always dreamed of? Well, you're in luck because the yacht lender is a specialist in marine finance with partnerships with 15 different banks. He has the right, right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for backed by Trident funding with over 25 years as an industry leader. The yacht lender has the expertise and know how to finance the boat of your dreams don't wait. Apply today at yachtlender.com or check him out on Instagram at YachtLender to see others who have already gotten out on the water.
1: You made it. Good job. I did. Yeah. You had to block my face off,
0: but yeah. It was, it was <laughs> I did have to block your face out. You know
1: what else Yachtlander is really good at? Taking meeting trips. Famous. Yeah. Meeting famous people. What the fuck? He goes out and meets Chase Elliott and Phoenix. I mean, what a guy. Got to hang how out you- with Chase before the race. It was so cool. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you know, this kid, I don't know how he funds his life and hasn't had his Truck in like you know a fucking month that he bought brand new, but other than that, he's doing great. There you go. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see that. By the way, <laughs> it's never, it's never coming back. Cars anyway.
0: talked about on the show do not fare very well. Let's just yeah, leave you know it all that. about that. I do. Yeah. uh Let's talk about some big injuries. There's some key ones here. Miro Heiskanen is out indefinitely with mono, so that is not good for the Stars who are sort of like kind of on the bubble anyways, trying yeah. to fight their way into a playoff spot. Uh, Landis Cog and Gerard are out long-term for Colorado. I think it's worth pointing out that both could be available for the playoffs here. Uh, I don't really know what the deal with Gerard is. I haven't seen anything on that yet, but I do know that Landis Cog is getting knee surgery according to the team. Uh, he's going to miss some time, but, uh, Jared Bednar says he should be ready to go for crunch time, which to me means playoffs. So, and I, I wasn't going to bring this up
1: because I didn't want to like cuck out this segment. Um, but, yeah, I think part of the Manson deal is to fill in that Gerard injury. Landeskog, you got to think with him going down, they're going to do anything and everything to get Giroud in town. They, they have to, I would think. Or someone else, but you would think someone in general. Yeah, that's a huge loss for them. You can't really replace that, but in terms of like production, I think
0: Giroux with McKinnon and uh, Rantanen would fit in just fine on the wing. And I think thing. he's got enough grit to – sort of match what landis cog has those are two scrappy guys
1: yeah no they are i think landis cog might be a tiny bit scrappier but yes i would agree with you um you go that
0: yeah uh they jacob here, okay. chikrin this is not what you want to see if you're a coyotes fan uh he left saturday night's game in boston with a lower body injury and is expected to be out for two to four weeks after being evaluated back in phoenix oof R- Rough for the trade value too. I know that name's been thrown out a little bit
1: about some major value coming back to Yotes' way. um,
0: I'm wondering if that means he's not going to get moved at the deadline.
1: I didn't think he was anyway, but I think this would probably shore it up in case someone was going for like a little rental, Um, even though I think he's got term on his contracts or someone could take him long term.
0: Yeah. Uh, One of those teams would be the LA Kings. They just put Drew Doughty and Dustin Brown on injured reserve. Yeah, that's rough. There uh, so are also two pretty big contracts, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, little LTIR action. Yep, it's always fun. conveniently ahead
1: of the deadline. Yes, I hear exactly what you're saying. So, um, and then lastly, Detroit Red Wings. Robbie Fabry is expected to miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. It's going from bad to worse for Detroit. They started the season off really well, but they're kind of falling off the wagon right now. Um, it's not the same ACL that Fabry hurt back in February of 2017 that caused him to miss all of that season. So I don't even know if that's a good or bad thing, honestly. It's like you had one healthy one and now you got zero healthy
0: ones. So just like, um, I just feel so bad for that dude. And so talented too. Hoping for the best for fabs. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, We mentioned that Matthews got a two game sussy for cross-checking Dolly and Couple of signings we talked about the wrist aligned one that's five years at pretty much five per. Pavelski gets a one-year extension in Dallas for five and a half million. Uh, Kakaniemi got eight years, four point eight two per. Thoughts on that one?
1: Interesting. It's like a reminds me of a the Brandon Tanev deal when he came to Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was like six years, but it was like three million per. You don't see that very often. Yeah. I guess it's okay, especially if the cap's going to go up, maybe. I don't know. Probably. So uh, I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts. I think he's a good like second or third liner.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, and then the Avs extended their backup, Fransos, two years at $2 million per. Uh, let's go ahead and get into some gambling stuff. But before we do, Harry, I think you have a word <laughs> for us about Sharp Rank.
1: Yeah, before we move on, just want to remind you that this season, all of our picks are powered by SharpRank. SharpRank created the first-ever cross-sport rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even yourself. SharpRank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download the free app for iPhone and Android today. Go check them out. You can find our usernames if you filter by the NHL leaderboard's we're all in the top five. You'll find it pretty easily. Humble brag. Yep. Um, all right. Let's get into some gambling action. So let's start with the hot teams. Uh, the Bruins, the Hurricanes, and the Canadians. Those are probably the three hottest teams in the NHL right now. The Bruins are coming hard, and it's a little concerning because they we slept on them all year. Mac and me were bashing them at the preseason. They're too old. It's not going to happen. And here we are. Rask even retires. And it's Swayman between the pipes, and he's looking really good right now.
0: I didn't hear anything after you said the Bruins are coming hard,
1: <laughs> right? It's a sight that not a lot of sports fans want to see, unless you're up in uh, good old Massachusetts. But yeah, the Bruins—they've got to be probably the hottest team in the NHL right now. I would say. I would say so, uh, or the Coyotes, but uh, by the Coyote standards, yeah, maybe. Um, the Hurricanes, obviously, they're always good, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. And Montreal, we mentioned it last episode, they had won, I think, 7 of 8. Unfortunately, they've lost three straight since we said that stat, Yep. But um, <laughs> of course. But they're going to be getting back on track, um, I think, tomorrow on the 15th. Um, they play, I can't remember who they play, but they've got like three or four games this week. So keep an eye on them and see if they can keep it going. Um, do you have any thoughts, comments
0: on those three powerhouses? No, uh, you know, I think you nailed it. I think the Bruins have been just ridiculously impressive lately and annoyingly impressive again.
1: Yeah, they're one of those teams, like I think I told you in Mac this about the Penguins, but they're kind of due for a run. Like it's you, you would think like last, last dance type vibes. Bergeron, I think, is is he up after this year? I can't remember. I don't know if it's this year or the next one. It's one. It's one of those. But you know, they're getting the core's getting up there in age. You got to think they're gonna have one last kick at the can here eventually, right? I mean, the Caps, the Penguins, the Bruins—those three teams. It's like, when's that last kick gonna be, right? When are they gonna go all in?
0: Um, so I definitely would anticipate that the Bruins will be active at the deadline, like they always are. They'll do some small bottom six piece, or I, I think the bigger. Concern with them is probably defense and I wouldn't count them out for a goaltender.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And then the, who's not the Vegas golden Knights just do not look themselves at all right now. Uh, They've lost their last four in a row. They're three and seven in their last 10 Mark stone on long-term injured reserve. Eichel still doesn't quite look himself. In my opinion, patch losing his mind all over the place and taking a ton of penalties. Um, I guess the one thing I would really say is if they bring stone back before the playoffs, they have to trade someone because they do his cap relief would put them over right now. They can get away with him being on the roster because he's on LTIR and it's not
0: counting. But I also don't think that like, I think he's one of the players that they would keep. They would not deal him. Oh my God. No, they're not going to deal stone. But
1: like, I'm just saying in terms of like them making the playoffs,
0: <laughs> yeah, do they, br- they, they, do they bring to him something?
1: Yeah, because I think they thought when he went out, like, you know, um, maybe we can make the playoffs without him and then bring him back. Now it's looking like they might not even make the
0: playoffs with him out. So do you bring him back before the deadline and then deal someone? I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm wondering if that's like, you know, I know obviously like you want to be in the playoffs and you want to compete for Stanley Cup and anything, but is that kind of like best case scenario for them is just handle this in the offseason? Um, I don't know. I think I think they're – too good of
1: a team on paper to really like shelf this season um i think they really not like they would not like they would go oh well shit let's just deal with this later right
0: i think they're gonna do whatever they can to make the playoffs and win the cup this year they they have to i mean they did like a couple like just like over the past week just like minor signings that i think is like leading towards them doing something just like small deals for like three years like you know like 700 K per stuff like that.
1: I also have no idea the status on stone's injury. I mean, we're speculating thinking that he's like right. probably okay to play, but they're benching him because of the LTIR. That's probably like a little bit of PTSD from the lightning the past couple seasons, but right,
0: I'm sure if he's out, he's out a player like that. You're yeah. not just going to be like, yeah, you sit until we're ready for the playoffs. No, you right. have a player yeah. like that on the ice every night. Yeah, no, I hear
1: you. Um, so not looking very bright in Vegas right now. I'll toss it off to you for the who's hot and who's cold in terms of players.
0: Yeah, Nick Schmaltz through five games. He has five goals and nine assists for the Yotes. That's pretty good. Uh, Patty Kane, uh, three goals and 12 assists in six games played. And then our boy, Zach Fucali, became the first goalie in Hershey Bears history to have three consecutive shutout wins.
1: Huge props
0: to Zach. And that's with a newborn child in the house. Just remember that.
1: <laughs> VV and Sammy are shaking in their boots right now. It's time, Washington. You got to bring time. him up. Bring him even up. Even though I, even though vv has been
0: playing well, I think. He has been. I've been very impressed with him. Uh, who's not? Igor allowed eight goals in his last two starts. That's against St. Louis and Dallas and has an under 9.0. save percentage in both those games. Sorry, sick brain kicked in again.
1: (laughs) You're all good. I know you're playing under the weather. I'm Um, dying.
0: Yeah, no, I know.
1: For people, listen, this is not always easy. We've both been at work all day long. It's Monday. I've gotten my ass absolutely railed like seven different times by seven different people at the office. You come home, you eat, you come over here, you do the notes. There's no Mac who's, you know, trying to like help brighten the mood with his like alcoholic self. Like, I kind of need that right now. Yeah. And it's just me and Nick kind of trying to put this together. And it's not always easy. So I hope you all it appreciate is not. it. I hope you all appreciate it. But yeah, Igor's last couple starts have been shaky at best. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back this week, especially that game against the lightning that you pointed out on Saturday against Vasi.
0: Definitely. Uh, a couple other guys I want to get to. Tyson Jost is pointless in eight games. Sean Monahan is pointless in 10 and Jacob Slavin is pointless in nine. Yeah. That's that, two really surprised
1: me. Yeah. Especially Monaghan with how much, you know, the flames have been scoring and him being on offense. So uh, that's definitely a little interesting. And then lastly, just before we wrap up the show, a couple trends here. Um, the Vancouver Canucks over it, it hit 10 games in a row until that streak was snapped against the Tampa Bay Lightning this past weekend. So hopefully you were riding that. We we caught that pretty early. I think we kind of published that around when they were at six, I believe. Uh, the, Leafs, yep. the Leafs goaltending, we talked about it earlier. It's bad. Uh, so needless to say, the over is probably your best bet
0: when the Leafs are playing these days. I would say, yeah, Um, just like make sure it's not like a a team that's just really stingy. Like the Leafs are going to have to get you at least one or two. So make sure that that other team is kind of like a sieve as well. Like I would say New Jersey and Vancouver would be great for those.
1: Yeah. And I would also, with Matthews being out for the next two games, keep an eye on that as well. Yeah. Um, Jersey and Minnesota are undercover. Some of the best over teams in the NHL this season. Just want to point that out. They're both top five in over hits percentage so far this year. Um, And that's two teams I feel like not a lot of people think about as high scoring or allow, maybe allowing a lot of goals for Jersey, but like Minnesota is definitely an undercover one. So uh, I think the overs hit in eight of their last 10. So keep an eye on that. Um, The Red Wings, it's been fun, but let's be real. They've come back down to earth. They're two, seven and one in their last 10, and they have the worst road record in the league. So if the wings are on the road, definitely be betting against them
0: yeah for sure uh they i don't know what's going on with them man they were like so good for two weeks and then it just imploded so
1: not that i've been watching super closely but i would have to think nadelkovich is a little bit of it especially since he scored on himself the other day so uh, yeah that's that's not
0: good um that's the second goal that the wild have got this season where the opposing team just gave them one they, they had Haglin put one in their uh, in the cap zone net, and now they've got Nadelkovich doing it for the Wings.
1: I think they're wagering on their own games. We should probably investigate that. Yeah, right? we should look at that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, you know, they're a young team. I don't think anybody really thought anything of them going into the year. So the fact that they even made some noise, I think, is a bonus. They're go- definitely going to be good in the next couple years. You know that. For so. sure. Um, but, yeah, they're they're cold right now, and if they're on the road, you got to be betting against them. And then the Anaheim Ducks, they haven't been very good either. Another team where they made a lot of noise at the start and nobody really thought anything would happen before the season started. But they've now lost four in a row, five of their last six. They're not really in the playoff picture at this point. They just traded Manson away. I think they're probably going to end up being sellers. So the quack quack has been retired for this season. I'm officially declaring them dead. Yeah. Yeah. Duck hunting season's over. Duck hunting season is over, unfortunately. It was a fun ride. I like I like cheering for the Ducks. They're a fun team. They are a you fun gotta love, team to watch. You, you got to love Zegras, right? I mean, it's hard not to root for him. So, yeah, it was fun for the Ducks while it lasted, but they just don't look themselves right now. Yeah. Uh, shall we do a little State of the Union, or do you want to wrap it up?
0: Yeah, I'll do a little State of the Union. Uh, I've been pretty impressed with the Caps uh, as of late. They've won four of their last five games. That only loss being them falling to Edmonton in overtime, which we all knew was going to happen anyways as soon as that went to overtime. Uh, they scored four or more goals in all of those wins. Anthony Mantha is back. He's making contributions. I've been impressed with his play. Uh, just impressed with the uptick in intensity and urgency, too, that this team has shown after being on that slump. And then Nick Dowd, I think, is just having a fantastic year uh, all over the place and is really injecting life into that team. He looks good. I think he's got over 10 goals now in the season, doesn't he?
1: Yep. And Garnet can't be that far behind him. I think Garnet has no. got 10 goals or something. He does. Yeah. That, anytime you can get fourth line guys getting 10 goals, that's definitely something
0: to be like, Holy shit. Yeah. And they've had to play some serious roles this year for sure. Um, so what do you think? Are the caps back? I don't know if I want to say back. Uh, there's obviously still some underlying issues there, but the, they look good right now. The play has been a lot better. So at least there's that. Is VV going to be your starter come round one, you believe? I think so. At this point, it's like, unless Sammy just starts standing on his head left and Right. And he's that much better. I think you just have to say it's Vanecek at this point.
1: How's the power play been lately? Have you been power play has
0: been a little bit better, uh, at least in my opinion. A couple better looks, just you know, the movement's a lot better. I one of my big issues with them is how flat and just you know, stagnant their power play was. I mean, you knew exactly what was going to happen, but uh, um, converted a couple times on that West Coast swing. So anytime you can get your power play going on the road, I'll take it. Absolutely.
1: And I think you guys got points in every single game on that West coast swing. So that's pretty good too. Yeah. Um, You got anything else about the caps or should I move on to the pens? Uh, No, that's pretty
0: much it. Big games this week for sure.
1: Who, uh, who you got just out of curiosity, you know, the Islanders and then the Canes are in there too. The Canes one's definitely a big one. That'll be a good battle
0: test. Yeah.
1: Um, In terms of the pens, they played three games since we last recorded, they lost to the Panthers four, three at home. They beat Vegas 5-2 at home, and the big win against Carolina the other day, 4-2 at home. So, obviously, that's all good. Uh, A little bit of a roadie this week. We got Nashville, St. Louis, and then the Yotes. That's all away games. So, you know, I would hope we can probably take two of those three. I think St. Louis is probably going to be the hardest one. Um, Crosby looks Really good. I think one of the biggest problems for the pens right now is that top line of Russ Gensel and Crosby is out of this world insane. But the secondary scoring's been a bit of a problem. Uh until they played Carolina, they've they've looked a lot better in that department since um Matheson coming back has been really good for us. I don't think people really understand how good he is. He's been huge. Um, and then one guy who never you probably don't even know his name if I say it. But Mark Friedman, remember he got the penalty where he cross-checked the guy on the Flyers after he scored the empty net goal? He played for the Flyers. He was a Hextall draft pick when Hextall was in Philly. And then when he came over to Pitt, he brought Friedman over. Friedman is like a little bit more polite Tony D'Angelo with like some fuck you in his game. He is a piece of shit, and I love him. And I can't wait to see... Him in the playoffs because I think he's truly going to be in the lineup full time. Um, they benched Pedersen the other night because of how Friedman's been playing, and there's no reason they should take him out. If they take him out, I'm going to be pissed off. Um, but Friedman, man, he, he looks really good. He's been a huge addition to the back end, fights, hits. He's got some upswing, upside in his offensive game. He's a really good skater. It's not like he's a big, big lug who can't move. Um, and he had a really big goal against Vegas the other night. So, um, the pens look good i mean you know they're not maybe as hot as they were originally but i i don't really know what to say we're all coming down the home stretch right and you're looking at your team whether it's the pens caps whoever and you're just really hoping that they can finish strong and kind of catch some fire going into the playoffs so um it's that weird it's that weird period in the season it's not quite playoff time you know your, your teams know they're in the playoffs which doesn't really help keep them motivated so um I think they're all right right now. I'd give them like a, a B rating.
0: Would you consider spreading around the talent from that top line or just no, don't fuck with it? That's
1: been a huge topic on Twitter. Um, and a lot of people are calling for Russ to get on Malkin's line, which I don't disagree with. But I guess my only problem, and I pointed this out to one of the Penguins Twitter's guys is like, I'm down with moving Rust to second line, but with how well he's playing, like you, that top line, and I swear to God, I'm not being homer. Like I guarantee, if you look up the stats, that this will back me up. They're the best top line in the NHL this season. When when Rust has played, he's been injured a lot, but he's played like 39 games, and he's got a higher points per game than Crosby and Gensel this season. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. So. I'd put them right up there with, like, you know, the Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron-type shit, Kuzi, Willy, Ovi. I mean, they are clicking. I feel like you can't
0: break that up. Um, yeah, don't fuck with it. Like, if it's not broken, just don't fix it.
1: Right. I, I think Rodriguez cooled off a little bit, but he he seems to be fine in stride. It's happening. And he's, been, he's who's, like, the whipping boy on the caps,
0: would you say? Who's everyone, like, got to get rid of him? Ah. Uh... I don't know who, if there is like one this year, uh, people love to be critical of goaltending. I guess you could say them just because it has been so up and down this year. So I would go with them. Um, I think yeah. a great example to compare to Kisperi Kapanen would be uh, Alex Simon.
1: Yes. It's all the talent in the world, but when he's cold, there's just no saving it. And it's not like he has another part of And It's not like compensate.
0: he's just not producing. Like he's actually hurting the team.
1: Yes. I don't think Kapanen has scored a goal. This I'm not saying this is a fact. It just feels like this. I can't remember a goal that Kapanen scored since you and I went to the Caps game against the Pence in wow. December. Yeah. He scored that night, and I can't think of another time he has scored since then. I have no idea what they're going to do with him. Uh, he has a huge deadline name right now. And personally, I think. I like Cappy and I think he's got some upside in the future, but I don't really think we can wait. I think you gotta just send it because you don't know how much I don't think longer. he's
0: a Sullivan type player. And that's no, fine. No, he's not. You know, he's I think not. he could go on like another team and be great, but it's gonna be interesting to see how Zucker looks
1: when he comes back. That's gonna be the real test because Zucker should be that second line guy that Cappy's supposed to be. Um, but he's been hurt, obviously. I think he had abdominal surgery, so. Right. He come. He'll he'll be back in the next week or two, and then we'll take it from there. But yeah, keep your eye on captain at the deadline. I could see him probably going to like Anaheim, Vancouver. Um, you know, I know the Pens are involved in the Besser sweepstakes, and they're they want John Marino. I don't know how I feel about that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's trade deadlines in ten days. I think so. That should be a fun one. Isn't it a week from today? Or no, it's seven. You're right. I read that three yeah. days ago. Math. Yeah it's yeah. been a rough it's been a time, rough episode yeah yeah
0: time is hard daylight savings hard. dude yeah. time is one that like ever since like peak covid i can't do anymore like i can't remember if stuff was like a week ago or like three months ago or like two all years mash- ago it it's all, all the matches
1: same. in yeah it all matches in but uh, that'll wrap it up for episode one sixteen. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Apologies if the energy was perhaps a little bit low. We are Mackless, and that's always a sad. I'm time. tired.
0: Get used um, to it.
1: I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm running on fumes right now after a long Monday at the office. You know, the last thing you want to do is rip up uh, rip rip stats and data at eight o'clock at night. But yep. you know what? We're getting through it. We're getting through it. Um, also, got a really cool. Well, I won't I won't reveal too much, but we have a cool trip planned for the boys coming up here in the next we month do. or so. So that'll be that'll be a good one. It'll be a nice change of pace. We'll all be together. So that'll be a fun episode to do. Um, and that'll be coming your way sometime in April. But I got nothing else, Nick. Do you have anything you want to add? No, that's pretty much it. All righty, everybody. Well, we appreciate the love and support as always, and without further ado, class dismissed.